What's up, everybody? Brian Satin here. I hope you have had a lovely week. Mine has been mine's been decent. It has been the worst. <laughs> has been the worst. Has been the best. No, definitely hasn't been the best. No, I can't can't say that. But I can say what I can definitively say is that it's been a decent week for me. Uh, like I said, though, I hope yours has been much better. Thank you for tuning back into another best of the week. In case you missed the Raw Roundup, in case you missed the SmackDown Roundup, and in case you missed the Champa Roundup, we got you covered. Now, it'd be silly of you to miss all three of those. I hope you didn't miss all three. Hopefully you weren't that busy this week. If you were that busy this week and you missed all three and you're tuning in for this now, man, you've probably had a decent week like me. So I got you covered here first with my thoughts, the most poignant thoughts from this week's from this week's Raw Roundup. Theory returns to the show for a backstage interview with Kevin Patrick following this. And Theory just brushes off talk of his unsuccessful Summer Slam cash-in, says he's wiser and more dangerous from what happened. And next time, he'll do better. Ziggler interrupts, saying that he heard... Excuse me. He's saying that he earned that money in the bank contract, which is why people cared when he cashed in. Ah, classic moment. Dolph Ziggler's cash in. Classic moment. Theory calls him over the hill, though, and says, after I cash in, I won't screw up the rest of my career like you did, which causes Ziggler to attack, and they go to a commercial break. I liked the way this went to commercial break. Just nothing major, but from a production standpoint, I thought it was a nice little way to to go to the break without you know making a huge thing of it. When they come back from commercial, they show more of the brawl. And you can see in the background what looks like Dexter Loomis's hand sneaking into the shot. Uh, more on that to come. But I, 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 yes, I spotted that. That was, a tougher, that was a tougher one to spot. I also saw at one point, it looked like one point in the background they, there was a fire in a trash can. And maybe I was tripping on that and don't maybe I missed why. I couldn't even connect how that was Dexter Loomis related. But I did notice what seemed to be them putting out a fire in a trash can next to Drew McIntyre. And I didn't know why. <laughs> maybe I missed something, but I think I think it's more of the paying attention to the background stuff. Because really, with all this stuff and the show tonight and last week's show and what I've been noticing a little more is that the backstage area feels like a chaotic place again. I I always enjoyed when the backstage in WWE had its own life. It almost felt like it was its own location. It was the backstage area of WWE. It was the sacred place that was chaotic and something was happening around every corner if you just put a camera there. And I'm feeling that a little more as the weeks go on. Uh, when the, um, so that's just, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. I, but I'm enjoying it. Ciampa and Miz backstage after the break. Ciampa talks about Losing to Lashley last week and says he came to Raw to be a champion. So next time he gets a title shot, he'll win. Miz gifts Ciampa a Pokemon-like card with their picture as a necklace. Then they make their entrances for a match. Uh, the dichotomy between Miz and Ciampa continues to please me. They're so, they're, they're so different from each other. But something about it is working. And I'm not exactly sure what it is, what that it is. And I think that it is the fact that they're both two insanely talented individuals who can make anything work because of their talent. 
But something about this, like, because I don't want to say odd couple, because the odd couple is two people who don't really get along, and these two are getting along. It's just they're so different from each other, you wouldn't expect them to get along, if that makes any sense. All right, now let's get to the best parts of this week's interview with Champa. I realize it was a little shorter than the interviews I, I normally have on the podcast feed, but that's what happens when you're doing these in person. Sometimes you get cut for time a little bit, and you got to make things work. Yes, I had another 20 minutes of questions I could have got, could have gotten to with him, but we did not. We'll save it for another day. The next time I have Chomp on the show, for now, though, here is the best part of this week's conversation with Chompa. Start off each episode with the same question, and that's how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on TV? Depending on where I am in the evolution of Champa, there's been tons and there's been, I've had to hide some or I've had to accentuate, you know. It's Walk just us a, through it, which one's which? It, it, it really just, it, but it's it's not like, uh, like, oh, for this six months, I you know, like when I had to do Blackheart, I would pull elements that I needed for Blackheart and repress stuff that I didn't need. And then when I had to do DIY, I did the same thing, like, there's always me in it, and then there's always parts of it that I have to, you know, make up. Uh, as far as the other stuff, though, the matches and entrances, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty moldable, and pretty easygoing. Like if you, when you tell me the direction you want, I'll accomplish what you want. You know, I, I don't have to be too attached to it. So yeah, when I was reading an interview that you did not long ago, I saw you talk about that where you were like, I'm a family guy, I'm a grown man, I have a kid, I have a wife, like that's what I care about. Like, so I do my job and I come in and like, I do what people want me to do and I try to do it to the best of my abilities, basically. Yeah, yeah and that's what it is. Like, you know, the the more I've gotten, in, in it was part of the evolution at NXT at one point. At one point we had an acting coach come in and we have a, a number of them, but one I connected with. Uh, and he started working with me on just different stuff. And I realized, well, one, I, I never thought I was interested in acting until I worked with this guy. And then I went, oh, oh, the, I, apparently the stuff I love about pro wrestling is literally what acting is. Like, yes. I love storytelling. I love nuances. I love, you know, putting in little seeds and seeing who picks up on it. I just love it all. So in the, the acting, for the most part, like you get this, it's a thought out story that has a beginning, middle, end. Uh, so we started working with him and doing a lot of that stuff, and I started to realize, like, oh, like, okay, like this is uh, this is this is something that I'm I'm intrigued by. Um, but it, it's it's funny how much it all affects your process of like I thought for a long time I had to just uh, wing things. That was I like to win. Now with the acting coach, I was like, oh, I actually like to write my stuff out there are times that it's complete off the cuff like the, i just did a couple of raw talks that there's no prep to that it's just go but i really like it when i can can write it and lay it out like that you know yeah i did acting class and i before you know i was doing this and stuff like when i wanted to be an actor and and i did the method acting and it's crazy how much that stuff can help you and and not yeah. even just acting but like in other you know areas of life like whether it's wrestling or me it's interviewing and kind of being able to uh, relate to the person on a, on a different level and, and I I remember that being one of the main things they taught us there was like find out who your character is and then go writing like a whole bio on them and writing like what they've done where they've been who they are and like knowing that character down to like the the tiniest details yeah because and that's what that that just to bring it back full circle like that's what the job is right like if, if I went on set 
to, to there's a new Creed three coming on. If I go on set at Creed three, and they're like, well, this is what your character says here. Oh, I don't know. I'm not feeling that. Or oh, I, well, what if? Well, hey, we wrote out this two and a half hour movie, <laughs> and yeah, you you it's just I'm I'm assuming I'm sure the biggest stars have some input. Well, I was I was you literally know? on the way here. I was watching that David Letterman, the My Next Guest oh, show yeah, on yeah, Netflix, sure, and he yeah. had Robert Downey Jr. on the episode I was watching. And he, we had a very similar conversation about this. And uh, he said that when he did the Charlie Chaplin movie, that it was Richard Attenborough's movie. And he like went on set like for his first day and was like, Dickie, like this script's a mess. Like, I think we need to change this, that. Like, you got to do this, that. And he said Richard How'd Attenborough looked back at him and said, <laughs> we start tomorrow with the script that's there. Like, yeah. you're going to read those words. That's well, in the so there, Well, there's times I assume, and I, obviously I've never been on sets, but sometimes you hire an actor because like you want uh i'm trying to think of somebody who's oh you want vince vaughn to be vince vaughn yeah you want him to put his 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 humor on it but then there's other times it's like hey will smith we're casting you as ali you're gonna say what we think ali would say (laughs) not what you think ali would say like so i that's for me that's that's wrestling you know i mean there's times where the doors open and they say hey yeah give us give us raw give us emotion give us you know, be in the moment. There's also times that whether it's a match, a segment, a promo, where it's, we need this accomplished because there's a lot of things in motion that, you know, I'm not part of and we need this accomplished. So yeah, that's my job today. Sometimes it's a really simple job and it's like, oh, enjoy that. You know, enjoy, enjoy the simplicity. Like instead of like for a long time, it was like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I need more, I need more. But, But then when it gets crazy, it gets freaking crazy and it's stressful and anxiety and all that so when it's chill and calm it's like oh okay i'll enjoy this this is this is easy like you know thanks all right i hope you guys enjoyed that in that part of the interview i really do encourage you to listen to the full thing though it's shorter than usual like i was saying i think it's only like 20 something ish minutes so go check it out lots of good stuff there really cool conversation with someone who I respect a ton. Uh, I was maybe a little too overexcited during the interview because uh, I was nervous, but uh, hopefully next time I'll be a little more calm when we have a conversation. Um, I was hot. I was nervous. A lot was happening. Let's get to my thoughts on this week's episode of SmackDown. Uh, Another great episode. I was super entertained the whole time. Um, I'm really enjoying the Triple H era of WWE creative so here is my most poignant piece of inform piece of content piece of thought my my most poignant thoughts does that sound weird to say i don't know here's my favorite part of the smackdown roundup this week this week's show started with ronda rousey hopping the barricade into the ring says that she paid her fine last week and wants her suspension to be lifted she calls out Adam Pierce and says she'll stay in the ring until she gets what she wants. He comes out with security and says that's above his pay grade. Also points out that she can't just hijack the show to get what she wants. So he asks her to leave the ring peacefully. The crowd then chants, we want Rhonda. And she asks Pierce to not make her choose violence. Now, just a quick pin right there. Uh, That's a shirt. My mind, you know, I've watched enough wrestling to know that's a shirt. That's a hundred percent a shirt. Don't make me choose violence is a money making Ronda Rousey shirt. Uh, the whole 
you know, choosing violence thing is already a popular phrase as it is. Uh, don't make me choose violence easy. Easy money. I would even buy that shirt. WWE Shop, I hope you're listening to this. If not, someone send this to them. I know someone. I know some people who work at WWE Shop. Follow me on, on social media. So please, hopefully one of you is listening to this and you make the pitch. I tweeted it too. But let's get that let's get that Ronda Rousey shirt. I would rock that over the the Rowdy Piper looking one for sure. Thankfully, Adam Pierce does make Ronda Rousey choose violence. Uh, security tries to step in. She kicks their asses. Uh, then Pierce brings out police officers who arrest her and take her backstage to a police car. As she's driven off, a Yukon pulls up. And Roman Reigns steps out as we go to a commercial break. Ronda, dude, Ronda has been so money as of late. Uh, the smiling baby face pales in comparison to this. She comes, uh, she comes across as such a badass now. Yet, like, still a baby face too. And the crowd is just, like, eating this all up. Eating this all up. The crowd loves Ronda Rousey right now. They're digging what she's doing. I think this is... The, the This is the Ronda Rousey we've all been wanting to see in WWE. Um, you don't have to be a smiling baby face to get the crowd on your side. Ronda Rousey has the crowd on her side right now. It's a weird how that double turn kind of happened between her and Liv Morgan. But it, but the fans are still on Liv Morgan's side. But man, they are just they are behind Ronda Rousey now. So um, I'm really liking what they're doing with her, and I'm wondering where this is all going. I'm guessing it's obviously leading to her getting a title shot again, but will it be against Liv Morgan, or will it be against Shayna Baszler? All right, thanks for tuning in to another Best of the Week with me, Ryan Satin, here in the Out of Character feed, but make sure that you subscribe to WWE on Fox on YouTube. That's where you can find Out of Character with Ryan Satin on video every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. There's also clips from the show going out all week. So make sure that you are subscribed to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. Also, make sure that you're subscribed to the Out of Character podcast feed. If you're listening to this, I'm guessing you already are subscribed unless somebody sent you this and or you were searching and you were looking for a new podcast and I just I just impressed the hell out of you now and you're just now thinking, oh man, I haven't subscribed yet. Make sure that you subscribe, but if you're someone who already is subscribed, uh, which is most likely the case here, I appreciate it. If you can, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's where I can read them off at the beginning of the Ron Smackdown Roundup podcast and show a little love back to you. So I appreciate it. Please go leave a review. Also, follow WWE on Fox on social media. You can find me on Twitch at Ryan Satin Streams. Twitch.tv slash Ryan Satin Streams. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time. Oh. I'm spent. You have a great rest of your Sunday.